Testing, testing. One, two, three. Can you all hear me? Bloody dog. Okay. I'm getting a little bit off the track here. Uh, just stop talking for a minute. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. That's great. Yeah. So it's cool. Cool. Computer was a gateway. Marvels of technology and sound. This is Shiny Podcast. Following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in gaming and technology. We have a shorter shiny for you, aujourd'hui. Just the headlines, if you will, the biggest things that have happened over the last couple days so that you are perfectly up to date. Right off the top, we have a huge, huge new release from Google, Android 9, Pi. Not Peppermint, as we had previously uh, predicted. <laughs> I definitely owe somebody money because I did not see <laughs> Pi coming. Oh, no, it was me. Yeah, it was me. You owe me money. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the first week we get like 100 emails in, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely me. Definitely me, Mr. Sir. Mr. Sir. Mr. Sir. <laughs> I am Sir Goulet. Have I been knighted? <laughs> Apparently. Android 9 came down the pipe this week officially for everybody, not just the beta preview that they've had out recently. There are some pretty cool features and some somewhat controversial features, uh, starting with controversial. A lot of gestures have been added to the navigation paradigm. It's just flipping you off all the time. Rude little gestures. The people who hate say that there are cases and the people who love say that it's really nice to use. The truth of it is that your device, if, ha if, if it had been running a previous version of Android, i.e. it's not brand new, then the gestures are going to be off by default. So chill. It's cool. Other really cool things that the Android 9 Pi update gives you the ability to pair up to five Bluetooth devices and switch between these devices seamlessly, which if you think about it, being able to connect to five devices should show you what a crapshoot Bluetooth truly is. <laughs> uh, do you own five Bluetooth devices? No, I do not. No, but I have Wi-Fi in my house, which is superior. Yes, <laughs> decidedly so. Well, if you do, in fact, have five Bluetooth devices, then bully for you. It's a nice visual update, though. I, there seems to be a, an iterative process that started way back in Android 5, a.k.a. Lollipop, to kind of unify the entirety of the uh, Android look. And it's gotten more and more cohesive as time has gone on. I'll say that for sure. There are some wiggly little things I don't love. Like I can't actually tell how strong the Wi-Fi signal is from the pull down menu. Yeah, it's no good anymore. But it is definitely very visually cohesive. So bravo for that. Um, <laughs> that being said, I stick on Nova Launcher. So some of that stuff is right lost on. on me. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did want to comment about the release of Android 9 is the share of devices that will be getting the update quickly. I would not call it perfect, and it's nothing compared to the migrations that Apple sees when their new version of iOS comes out. Mm -hmm. However, it's much improved. If you look at devices that are active today, the majority of them are on post. Android 5 
running handsets and more and more of them are going to be getting the update from Android 8 to Android 9. Right and it's on. happening more quickly than ever before. So that from a just cool feature and stuff to play with perspective is great. That from a security perspective is great. Yeah. And that from a, the perspective of this being a massive problem for the entire existence of Android is great. Good job, Google. If you were planning on acquiring Fallout 76 come come November, and if you were also hoping to get it on Steam, unfortunately, you're going to be rather disappointed. Bethesda has confirmed that uh, Fallout 76 will not be available on Steam, and I gotta say, if this surprises you... You haven't really been paying attention to like online gaming. <laughs> um, like I, yeah, I, feel like fair. <laughs> I look, I look at like blizzards, like overwatch or any of that stuff. It's like, that's not, it's not on steam. It's on their own dedicated launch, launch website, space servers, etc. So why, why would, why would they get a cut, a cut of their sales to steam for, for something like that? Like for other games, that are, you know, you you buy it and you you download the the game and and you're not necessarily playing it online with a bunch of people, sure. But in in this case, I I this makes sense to me. Um, but it has not made sense to a lot of people who have been going on to Steam and giving negative reviews to Fallout Four, who are upset about this. Ooh, well, if that's not the most mature reaction I've ever heard, yeah. <laughs> So, like, come on. We were talking a lot about this last week and just the the reactionary nature of the gaming industry. And this is, well, this is a perfect example of it. To go and give bad reviews to a, a, diff a completely different game because you're upset about, <laughs> about another game not being hosted on Steam. Why? Like... Because you can't you can't get your steam trophies. I mean, <laughs> isn't this kind of better? I mean, like, yes! I am sick of launchers. <laughs> yeah. I am sick of launchers. But like, this feels a lot more like going back to the paradigm where you could download a game and and, and you didn't need anything else in a, in a sense, right? Yes. Like, remember when you could just download a binary and run it? That yeah. was great. That Absolutely. Was really, really good. And and it, now that's you download two binaries, I guess. That's annoying, but that's better than it being locked up in a singular platform. If which goes out, of, if it were to go out of business, you would lose all of those things. I mean, Precisely. It's the same thing here. My assumption would be that there's no. I mean, if Bethesda were to go out of business and stop running the servers that keep the launcher online, they would also go out of business. But at least it's a more direct relationship. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really understand the outrage here uh this should be a surprise to no one make gabe richer i just yeah, just, yeah. okay <laughs> give him more money he'll make half-life three that's that's never gonna happen yeah. well hey there's a game coming out if you want it buy it if you don't 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 <laughs> but that's kind of where i'm at with this yeah, I'm, I'm gonna park the car there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a good parking spot hey, yeah, yeah. Well, the 
Settle story of the week should be a surprise to nobody with brain cells and an ability to critically think about what you're being told. However, it's been confirmed by an investigation, an independent investigation, that the FCC fucking lied to Congress about a DDoS attack when they were taking commentary on net neutrality proposals. Oh, way back in 2017, if you'll recall. They made false statements to members of Congress, specifically Ron Wyden, Senator of Oregon, and Brian Schatz, Senator from Hawaii. Not touching that. <laughs> I think everybody knew there wasn't wasn't a DDoS yeah, attack. But- it was fucking obvious from their, their inability to produce evidence or even discuss it in terms that would make sense for such a situation. It's asinine and it's insulting to anybody who understands technology that to, to suggest that such a thing happened. But therein lies the problem is that the people making these policy decisions either A, do not understand the technology or, or B, do and are deliberately taking advantage of the population's ignorance. And either way, it's bullshit. It's completely bullshit. Yeah. Well, column A and a whole lot of column B. Absolutely. Interestingly enough, we've noticed that over the last month or two, perhaps, Ajit Pai's FCC has sort of changed its tone, especially when it came to business deals with the uh, former employer of Mr. Ajit Pai, Sinclair as well as a few other places where they seem to have sort of done a 180 and actually begun to enforce regulation in certain areas. I do wonder if perhaps, perhaps, perhaps there was a little advanced knowledge of this report coming out and maybe somebody's trying to save their job. Yep. Who's to say? Sure looks that way to me. Not that facts matter, but I just want everybody to know that, by the way, (laughs) the FCC totally lied to Congress. There was no distributed denial of service attack against the FCC's website or other online infrastructure when they were taking commentary for net neutrality. They were just inundated with traffic, overwhelmingly disapproving of the scrapping of net neutrality law. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes against their narrative. So, you know. But not ours, dear friend. The truth is easier to remember. That's for sure. And so hopefully you, dear listener, will remember the truth. Especially come November. Or sooner, depending on when your election Anytime now. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Anytime now. That's about all we've got for uh, for major headlines here. So... Uh, keeping up the new tradition of ending the show on a happy note. Chris, what is your happy this week? I would be remiss if I did not mention some of the best news I have heard in a long time. We talked quite a bit last time about the state of the world and how that's making us feel and how it's getting us down, and sometimes it's really tough, right? If I think of two television men who I would say influence the direction of my life. I would start with Fred Rogers and I would end with Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And at least one of them is coming back to reprise the role. That's right. 
Patrick Stewart went on stage in Las Vegas, the, the giant Star Trek convention that they hold there, to tell the world that there is a new show coming out, a new Star Trek series starring Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard, set 20 years after the last Star Trek movie with the, with the Next Generation cast. Wow. I'm like beside myself because I never thought this was possible. It would ever happen. I love Star Trek, and I have to believe that we need the character of Jean-Luc Picard in this day and age. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I have been indulging myself in some classic Next Generation episodes to get that fix. So it's not going to come out for a while. They said they don't even have any scripts yet. But it's happening, and that is awesome. Absolutely. My sense is that a significant number of people joined CBS All Access for Star Trek and then dumped it just as soon as the show was over. <laughs> so I think they're, they're, they're hopping to it, seeing dollar yes. signs in their eyes and beaming up for profit. <laughs> How very Ferengi of them. <laughs> Which rule is that? Uh, it's like yeah, the... the uh, 400 and no, I think there's only 200 something rules of acquisition. Anyway, this has gone off the rails. Watch Star Trek, friends. <laughs> yeah. My my happy this week is actually it's not technology related. It's not even like geek oriented in That's any okay, way. You're allowed. Yes, my, my happy this week is chicken curry vegetable soup from Super Roll Up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. This week marks the end of my wife's employment where she's been working for a long time and she'll be finishing up her, her grad school degree. And it's super exciting. Um, this, this, is, this is a transition that we've been looking forward to for a long time. It does mean that we will be living off of one income for, for a little while. Um, but that soup has gotten me through many a dark time it is just this amazing combination of like it's like creamy without using cream and it's like savory and spicy but not too spicy even though i love a lot of spice but like and it has some interesting vegetables in it i would never thought that i would like eggplant inside of a Hmm. soup um but it's really good i don't know how they did it but it's really good And this soup is just, oh man, it's, um, it, it, it fires me back up from like a dark place and boy, it's been a real shit week. And I got my, my last little bit of it for a while and it was so, so good. And so I was really enjoying it today. And so it made me think it would be good. Good way to end uh, my my happy note. Soul food, huh? Yeah, good, good soul food. So if you ever find yourself in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and just want some amazing homemade soups, it's called Super Roll Up, and it's awesome. You guys are going to crush this, you know? You're going to do great. You're going to do awesome. Hang in there. (laughs) Are you talking to me? Anyone listening? Or listeners? Anyone listening? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Thanks.
I wouldn't want to take that away from our listeners at this point. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Short episode this week. That's all you need to know. This is the shiny podcast. That's the one with all the glittering around it. That's blinding you, but also feeds your heart and your mind with the truth. I am Christopher. That's Colin. You can find me on the Twitter at Fluxola. You can find Colin at Collie Ollie. Love it. There it is. And our joint Twitter at Cast the We are on all of the other social medias. Well, not all of them, but plenty of them. We have our website, shinypodcast.com. And if you would like to talk to us, email us at hello at shinypodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week.